good glorious morning blessings to all of you who are tuning in right now this is resurrected love god bless you guys thank you so much for tuning in my name is zach and i'm here with my wife vanessa hello Today's topic is Outward. This is episode three of our multi-series Inward, Upward, and then Outward. So I'm going to do a little recap of what we learned in episode two. Um, we, we talked about the relationship with God. We talked about how in order for us to uh, produce abundant fruit, we have to be changed by his character and, by, and we have to put on his fruits, right? So when we go out to the street or not, not even just street evangelism, this is for just pouring out mm -hmm. to anybody or anything wherever you are in your life you even you ministering to the lord mm -hmm. right yeah I am there, um yeah. it's for us to have abundant character or a character that produces produces abundant fruit right yeah. so um yeah it's about our relationship we learned about our identity with the lord because through this relationship the lord will show us our identity mm -hmm. and by that we know that how we need to be changed where we need to be changed mm -hmm. and that way we can see other people the way that we see ourselves now because those are the commandments. We're going to get yeah. to the commandments a little bit later and a little bit uh, through outward. So, but that's kind of what I wanted to go over. Um, a recap of episode two, that our purpose and our calling, our assignment all come out of the secret place with him. He sees us as a completely different person the way that we, than we see ourselves. He sees us as a new creation. A lot of times we see ourselves with the rocks in the bag. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the carry-on items that we have. Right. And now yeah. it's time for us to lose those. But we lose those during upward. And then outward is where we can perform based off of being healed from upward. Amen. Okay. Yeah. So now we're going to go into upward. I mean, sorry, outward. And I kind of put like little quotes or a parentheses around this part. It's how to apply our relationship with God to the harvest field. Yeah. And I would suggest too, like I did last time, if you guys haven't listened to inward and upward, go ahead and stop and listen to those first because those really are necessary in this one, two, three uh, step process i guess of our our walk with god absolutely yeah so once a relationship with god is established we have encountered the father's heart right we mm -hmm. see how he treat how he sees us and also this is a big one too he see how we need to know how he sees us when we make mistakes when we fall short that's big that's very very big huge because even if it's in our personal walk mm -hmm. right even if it's our personal walk let's say like we fall into the sin that we've been um, um running away from for mm -hmm. so long you know we've been doing good we make a mistake or right we, we're teaching somebody and we teach them bad theology by accident because mm -hmm. we didn't know any better. Right. Or even if we're ministering on the street and we say the wrong thing, let's say, like, I heard the Lord say this mm -hmm. and it wasn't the Lord. Yeah. How does the Lord see us when we make those mistakes? He doesn't see those mistakes. He sees our gold. Right. He doesn't see the wheat. Right. Or he doesn't see the tares. He sees the wheat. Yeah. You know, he yeah. sees the good things about us continually. And so he constantly encourages us. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah, that's so good. That's actually so true, too, because there's been so many times because um, I've struggled with like perfectionism. And mm. there's so many times that we've been out on the street and I have hesitated in giving a word um, just because I was like, I don't want to misrepresent the Lord. Um, but the thing is, is that God loves when we step out. And he sees our faith and that that's what's beautiful to him. So even if you are unsure or you're wrong, I say do it. Yeah, no, totally. Because the Lord will back our boldness. Yeah. And, and he will and He will increase our faith. He will increase our movement. Mm -hmm. He will increase the way we hear him. Because not only is making a mistake, like, sure, we look at making a mistake, like Vanessa was just saying, if you have a perfectionist spirit, mm -hmm. 
then everything you do wrong, it's going to kill you. Yeah. It's going to make you feel condemned. You're going to feel worthless. You're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I should have done this. But reality, and this is a big reality check, when I had perfectionism, Mm -hmm. it was because I was operating out of pride because I had to get it done the right way every single time. Mm -hmm. So knowing the Lord that he has so much abundant mercy and grace continually is for the purpose that we should not be perfectionists. Right. That we need him. That we cannot be perfectionists, really. Yeah. Actually, we're, we're kind of playing this fake facade game saying that we have we're, we have this perfectionist spirit right but we can never be perfect because we're not the father right so um the lord sees us out of love he sees us out of growth um and when we do make those mistakes it's great to the only thing that you can lose really is your pride <laughs> yeah it's true you know it's true it's like you acknowledge hey i made a mistake that's cool though if i made a mistake now i know what not to do the next time right i can grow from it absolutely yeah so i wanted to share this uh this testimony I got in church the other day, um, one of our brothers gave a fantastic word. And in, in this teaching, he had all of us apply this teaching. It was, we listened to the word of God and he said, okay, what what um, what name does the Lord have for you in this season? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I never really asked the Lord to give me a name. <clears throat> well, it's funny though, before he got into this sermon, uh, I was going through a little rocky time the day before. It was a pretty hard day. Yeah. Um, but... I had repented. The Lord had come give me his love. And the next day during worship, the Lord speaks to me before this teaching. The Lord's never given me a name other than like son or, you know, anointed, beloved, beloved, stuff like that. Like whenever I'm in need or, you know, he wants to call me a name, but I never specifically asked him for the name. Right. And during worship before this sermon, he said, he calls me glory cannon. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, I'm never, that's fire. I was like, I was was hyped about that. I'm like, okay, what glory cannon, what does that mean? Yeah. So, Right before he spoke to me that word, I started to feel the Holy Spirit fire rising up in my spirit. Mm. And it was tangible heat to where I started sweating. I started getting uh, tingling down my neck all the way through my back and all through my whole body. Mm. Like my whole nervous system was consumed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and he said, do you feel the fire rising? And I said, yes, Lord, I do. He replied with, you are my glory cannon, ready to pop off anytime I light the fuse. I want you to be filled up continually so you may pour out. Then he said, I want to know you and I want you to know me more. Mm. So it's really cool because, so the Lord's telling me right here, he wants me to be a glory cannon, ready to pop off, ready to be used, ready to pour out to anybody at any given time, whenever God calls me to do so. As Christians, as ambassadors of the kingdom, we are always on call. Yeah. You know, if your heart is for him in his kingdom, like in Matthew 6, 33, if you seek him in his, his kingdom and his righteousness first, then everything will be added. So it's like... This Christian lifestyle is a continual daily lifestyle. We're seeking kingdom first. Absolutely. Yeah. So now that we have, now that I understand that I'm a glory cannon to the Lord, He wants me to pour out, pray, impart, deliver, heal, whatever at any given time. The only way that I can do so is if I know Him. Mm. So He gave me this, he gave me this understanding, like, hey, if you want to be a glory cannon, you want to be filled up, ready to pour out. He He says, I want to know you, and I want you to know me more. So we're coming from this place of upward to outward right here. Mm-hmm. This is where you abide in him continually. You abide in the shadow of his wing. You love him. You abide in the vine, right? Mm-hmm. Like we read in John 15. Yeah. You abide in the vine. And out of that comes purpose, comes assignment, comes calling, like we just talked about in the recap. And that's what comes fruit, mm-hmm. right? That's where, that's where abundant fruit comes out of. So in order to be properly used, we have to be in deep relations with the Father. Yeah, amen. And then through that, as our relationship deepens and we see him out of a humble heart, we see ourselves with a humble heart. Mm-hmm. And really, God says something, we do it. 
Yeah. You know, if you want something, we submit to it. Right. If there's a teaching that God is leading us to and it, and it kind of makes us feel like, eh, <laughs> well, put the end eh down and let's listen to what the man has to say. Right. True pride to me mm-hmm. is when you can't even hear what the prideful person is saying. Right. If the prideful person is telling you two plus two equals five, I'm not going to be here yelling at him and saying, no, it's four. Right. It's four. Listen to me. It's four. No, I'm going to say... Why do you think it's five? Mm-hmm. And then out of love and humility, I want to show them why it's four. I don't want them to walk thinking that it's five. Yeah. You know? So a true humble person will actually listen to what anybody is saying mm-hmm. and can have conversation. Yeah. Now, if there's some, now if the private person is talking trash, that's a whole different thing. Have a good day. Right, right. You know, I'm, you know, but still like it's, it's, we, we are ministers of the, of the glory of God through the heart of God. Because of our relationship with him. And that's yeah. and as a byproduct, we can reciprocate that to the world around us. Yeah, amen. His character is revealed to us and his fruit so we can show that to the world. And by then, like, and that's the difference. And this is where purpose, and I'll talk about this in another episode, I think. Mm-hmm. But purpose and assignment are completely different. Yeah. Your purpose, like for myself, um, I guess I can just talk about a little bit about it right now because this is kind of goes towards outward. But um, we're in this Bible study. And the and I, I and one of these questions that popped up it was, um, do you feel feel fulfilled in your purpose or something along those lines? Uh-huh. And a lot of us didn't really answer that question with a yes. And I kind of asked the Lord because I'm like, you know, I think I I know my overall purpose, mm-hmm. but what? But I feel like I'm constantly in different seasons where it's changing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the Lord spoke to me. Hey, your assignment and your purpose are different. Mm-hmm. Your purpose. Is what you're there for. Right. So what 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 what's our purpose? Well, we're we're a son of God, mm-hmm. right? And we're here to do the will of God yeah. through relationship with Him and to share in eternity as an inheritor of Him and Himself. Yeah. Of uh, Him and Himself in His kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we become be like Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we're here to be transformed. We're here to minister to others, and we're here to love on God and have relations with Him, and for that to become a glory conduit to the world around us. That's our overall purpose. How that happens is a whole different thing. Right. So that's what made, that was what really helped me understand that. Right. Was my purpose came out of relationship with the Father and mm-hmm. the overall great commission and being transformed as a new creation. Right. My assignment on how to get that done, whether I'm going to Florida to pray for people or we're going to preach at this church or going to Africa to go have a crusade. Or or you're just at work and the Lord leads you to pray for someone. Yeah, and it can be just talking to your mom. Right. It can be just talking to a friend. Yeah. These are all little different assignments that all fulfill the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where that's found. That's found in relations with the Father. If I didn't have relations with the Father, that may have never been revealed to me. Yeah, But now, so I'm solidified in my purpose. And my assignment is continually changing to fulfill my purpose. So... Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a little that's, nugget in there to help others understand because yeah. that was a big thing for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is, that's, that's huge to know and understand because I think all of us, like we think, um, well, why am I here? Like, I think we'll get into talking about like ministry in the fivefold and, um, knowing where you fit in the body and things like that. Um, and I think a lot of us have those questions of like, why am I here? What is my purpose? What does God want me to do? But really what it comes down to is your purpose is to love God and to love others. And then from there, your assignment will change according to what the Holy Spirit, um, leads you to. Sure. Totally. Um, so now I want to get into ministering to others. So this is producing fruit to other people. Um, of course that's what all what <laughs> upward, uh, outward is. Yeah. It's us now producing the fruit from the change that we have 
with us you could come in contact with with the father yeah um our fruits have been transformed and this is also down the road yeah this is like this this whole process is a lifetime process right and we're not saying that you shouldn't go out and minister until this process gets done i mean because no. like, it's I've been, never going to be over I've been, I've been told to not minister yeah but then like two days later the lord puts me in a position to minister to somebody and they needed that ministry or else they would have fallen off the cliff right right so it's it's not really up to man's opinion. It's based off of what the Lord wants to do with you. Mm-hmm. And he has grace and mercy on all of us. Yeah. So he sees us the way that we're supposed to be seen. Yeah. Um, so don't let anyone else kind of mo- like, like change your motivation unless it's mm-hmm. from God. Like I always take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. Just because if I listen to everything someone says and I take it to heart right away, I have a lot of stuff I need to spit out. A lot yeah. of bones possibly. Right. And it might bring condemnation. It might bring a whole entire change of ministry. It might bring me to James where I'm just double-minded in my ways because right. I can't stay stiff because someone else is saying something else. Right. So with that, um, being being solidified in where you're at and letting the, and listening to what others say with a grain of salt and taking to the Lord. If they're, if they're coming out of like loving criticism yeah. based off of your outward actions, right. then if someone's going to be coming up to me, even, even in pride, even mm-hmm. if someone's hating on me and saying, mm-hmm. you're saying this, you're saying that, you're saying you're doing this, you're doing this and uh, there's a lot of hatred coming from your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to be changed so much for the Lord and I have this desire to be just like him. Yeah. And these little things could have, could possibly ruin or take away from your relationship with God. Oh, totally. Totally, right? Yeah. So I want to change that. So I'm going to be humble mm-hmm. and I'm going to hear what they have to say and then I'm going to take it to the Father. Is this, is this a problem, Lord? Yeah. No. Okay, cool. That's totally fine. Right. right. This, is being, this is being stable in your ways. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because outward is you are standing now. Right. This is, you are now on assignment. Exactly. You're now on assignment. It is now to produce. It is mm-hmm. now for you to go to the harvest field. Mm-hmm. And whether, like you said, it could be mentioned to your mom or it could be doing some crazy Daniel Kalinda type of evangelism in Africa. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But regardless, both of them require you to stand firm on the rock of your foundation, Jesus Christ, and what you have been taught and what you have learned and what you have seen. Yeah. But with humility to be able to check to see if there's still sand or roots. Right. Amen. That's so, so true. We always have to be open to getting out any sand in our foundation. Exactly. No matter how solid it gets. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, like, when it comes to ministering to others, if we make a mistake, let's say when we're prophesying, mm-hmm. and we hear the Lord say one thing, and a lot of times we make it zealous and we start to add to that word. Right, right. And, you know, it's like... Expand on what he said. Yeah, the Lord told me that you're going to be getting a car. Um, I think you're getting this. And it's right. not really... That's not what the Lord said. He said, you're going to be getting a car. Right. And that person knows because they've been praying for a specific... For a car. Mm-hmm. If it was specific, the Lord would have told you. Yeah. But a lot of times we get zealous and we start to speak. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Now we need to know, okay, well, he, I've been actually praying for a truck. You said a yellow car, so... Right. Like, okay, so you did get a car. Yeah. So you, so you want a car. So this shows right here, okay, I did hear the little voice of the Lord that you needed a car, mm-hmm. but or a vehicle of some sorts, but I put in my flesh because I was zealous. Okay, now I know what was the voice of the Lord and what wasn't. That's right. humility and being able to be changed so your outward fruit mm-hmm. is abundant. Mm-hmm. This That's where one, two, and three steps come in. That's right there. That's an inward moment mm-hmm. where you see that you have made, made a mistake. Yeah. Now you go to God and say, okay, Lord, which one was you? Mm-hmm. Okay, now it was just, you, you were right about the car. That was my flesh. For the color. Yeah. Or for the uh, a certain type of car. Yeah. Okay, now I can change that. Now, next time I produce fruit, mm-hmm. it's not going to be there. Right. See no, what I'm saying? It's true. If, if we don't have um, times that we fall down, then there's no way for God to pick us up and carry us to bring, to, to come closer to looking like him, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, now this is kind of like the next subject, because outward is all about producing fruit. 
it's not necessarily always ministering to others, but a lot of our fruit is going to be produced by ministry. Right. Um, that's what we're like, like we were talking about the purpose. We're all called to minister to others. Like we're all called to pour out into other people and that like our assignments, yes, they might look different, but every single person in the body of Christ should be equipped and ready to love other people the way that Jesus would love them. Mm-hmm. So we should all be equipped to be able to pray for healing over them, their spirit, over their body, whatever it is. We should all be equipped to cast out demons. Yeah. We should all be equipped to do these things that, that Jesus commissioned us to do. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And, and, and we'll get into another video about the gifts. And I think that's probably going to go with where do I fit in ministry. Yeah. Um, and a couple episodes later on, we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, if you want to touch more on that, I mean, I think you're, I think you got a little bit more. Um, yeah. Than me right now. Well, well, like, so when we were raised up in the faith, that's I guess the only way I could describe it is that we were raised up in a way of um, a certain kind of evangelism. Um, so a lot of it was like formulas. It was, this is how you minister. This is what you do. It's like the same every time. It it was the same every time. Every single person you can, uh, one, two, three, hit them like this. And when you're dealing with other people, when they're coming from completely different backgrounds, different journeys, like all of us are individual and unique. And that's how God encounters each one of us. That's why sometimes we have different encounters, um, because we all need to be encountered in a certain way. And so we were taught that when you go out and evangelize, that you you preach the gospel like this, you tell them this, you do this. When I really started to realize that once I started ministering them, like it was the Father speaking to them and mm-hmm. loving them, that's when I started seeing fruit actually being produced. Instead of treating them like they were a number, I started treating them like they were a creation that God made for a purpose. Mm. That's true because, you know, um, it's not to, this isn't to knock on anybody i think this is just a, more of like a, a a humble criticism of of my own walk of our own walk mm-hmm. and seeing how others can use this as well yeah um i know when i went out there i wanted to see people's lives transformed yeah. I, that, my, my motive was that yeah like from the depth of my heart because the lord had transformed me so i want to see people transformed as well and i want to see them sharing that relationship that i have with the father mm-hmm. the thing was i was so immature in that relationship and i was actually deceived to a degree because I was almost shown that evangelism was more important than sitting with God and abiding in Him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was a it, it, a lot of times it turned into like this kind of works thing where I'm just like, okay, no one's mm-hmm. getting I'm getting no one's getting changed, no one's getting healed. You Why start am I not internalizing seeing... that too? You start Absolutely. feeling like it's like because it's like your works. Like, there's a whole number of things we could talk about with that, but. When, it, when you start putting it on yourself that you need to produce fruit and that you're like, I got to go save people. I got to go out and, and preach the word and, and pray for people. It's like that zeal is great. But if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to do that for you, it turns into dead works. Totally. You know, it turns into you internalizing it saying, oh, man, no one no one's uh, getting prayer. No one's getting saved today. Like, I don't know what to do. And you start putting it on yourself. Yeah. And it's not a burden for you. Actually, you know, it's really interesting to say that because because this is like really in the same realm of no formula territory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, babies use formula in their milk. And mm-hmm. when they get older, they don't just stay on milk formula their whole life or else they probably wouldn't grow right. Yeah. You know, I can't see a five-year-old drinking formula milk its whole right. life. Right. So when you start to get more mature, you start to eat bigger things. You start to take on bigger meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
when you when you're when you're mature in the Lord, you're led by the Holy Spirit. When you're at first, you might need a formula to get used to going out and doing stuff, or getting used to talk to people. Right. But the more and more you're led, kind of like an icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like an icebreaker, yeah. you know, and and there's different. There's a difference between an icebreaker and a formula. Right. I think there's a big difference. I think so too. Um, an icebreaker is just to help you break that break that ice so you can yeah. talk to the person. Right. You know, I think the formula is like, okay, well, it's either gonna be she needs to get healed. Or a demon cast it out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be one or the other, so I'm going to do both. Right. Or I'm going to make sure that if, if it doesn't stick in these lines, then she's not receiving. Right. You know, so... It closes you off to God. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it closes... And it, and it puts a box in the Lord and what he what he can and might want to do. Right. I know that... Uh, I, I've actually come into contact a lot of times when I go pray for someone for healing. I see them with an obvious injury. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, can I pray for healing? And they don't get healed. And then I'm like, okay. And the Lord will tell me that's a devil. And I'll pray for them, for this demon to be casted off. Yeah. And then, bam, out of nowhere, they're healed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, my shoulder's been hurting for so long. Okay, well, who do you need to forgive? Yeah. Okay, well, that that actually, <laughs> that weight you've been carrying mm-hmm. is literally turned from spirit to, well, it, like, to physical. It manifests physically right, because, right. like, you've carried, been carrying so much unforgiveness. Yeah. You forgave, and now you're set free. Now you're healed. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, it's not really like, okay, well... You, it's not really like you look at the obvious and yeah. then you just perform out of the obvious. Right. It's like, if you're a son of God, if you're being led by the Holy Spirit, he might show you someone with a, a boot on their foot mm-hmm. and he might just have you minister to their heart. Right. Maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're being, maybe they're already being healed by the Lord and maybe you just talking to them will heal them. Right. But maybe the Lord wants you to minister to their depression first. Mm-hmm. But we're so gung-ho on seeing all miracle signs and wonders, mm-hmm. which are great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But a lot of times we see that first. And then we'll actually minister out of our own motives, mm-hmm. and then it'll shut off the Lord from moving. And that person may not even receive because it's not in line with the Father's will. Right. Like, there has been so many times that I know that we've been out and, and praying for people. And, um, like, I'll never get over this one time. It was like some someone was out praying, and um, this woman's eyes got healed. Like, she didn't have good vision, and she started seeing again. And they showed us the video, and it was hilarious to me because here this woman is seeing probably for the first time in a long time, and it didn't even phase her. She didn't realize what was actually happening. Like, this miracle had come before her, yeah. and she had, like, no no recollection of what was actually even going on. And so I think a lot of times it's like, yes, the healings are, are beautiful. Jesus tells us to go heal the sick. But that also includes speaking to their spirits yeah. and, and speaking life into them and healing them from the inside. Because that really, when it comes down to it, Seeing a broken bone healed is amazing. It's incredible to see God move in that way. But if that person doesn't get saved, then I don't know what was the point. Well, and that's the whole thing with outward. You need to have the full package. Like you can't just be a deliverance minister and just go around delivering people on the street mm-hmm. and have no word. Right. You know, and have no love and have nothing like that. Like I know a lot of people, it's like, okay, there's a demon in every single thing. Mm-hmm. Which cool. If you're a deliverance minister and you feel like there's a demon in everything, I'm not going to try to put out your fire. Right. But I will. But I will. But I will think in my to myself that like you know there is other ways of going about things, and not everyone is a demon or has a demon. Right. Right. You know, you actually a lot of times people just need to know that they're special. Yes. A lot of times they need to know that love. They're, they're loved and you know, that they have a purpose. Yeah. Well, we can go back and forth on okay, love is conditional or unconditional, but the Bible doesn't say unconditional, whatever. Yeah. But just showing them love before they have to change. Mm-hmm. Like, you see a broken dude shooting up on the ground, and he's sober enough to have a conversation. Right. 
And you treat him like a son of God. Right. You don't treat him like scum out of the earth that the world sees him as. Start just casting demons out of him. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, you have a problem. Here, come out. Yeah. I'm like, there's time and a place for everything. Right. But if maybe, you feel led by the Lord to do that, then yeah, by you, all means, do that, it. That's why you have to be led because right. he might, you know, someone might have this desire. Let's just say this. Let's say, like, let's go back to that woman in the boot scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say you see her with a boot on, but what, what if the boot doesn't really bother her, mm-hmm. but she's going through depression that's destroying her? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, what if God wants to take that depression away before that boot gets healed? Right. Or before that foot gets healed? Yeah. You know, and that's being led by the being led by the Spirit and why it's so important to not have formulas. Because if we do, we can put a box on God. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to say, too, that um, we're co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to effectively co-labor, you have to open yourself up to whatever God wants to do. And understand that his ways are greater than our ways and that his understanding is greater than ours. And that if it looks weird or different to us, that doesn't mean that it's not him. Mm. The way that he moves is the way that he wants to move. I'm just here to bring that forward. Okay. So I'm being his hands and feet, but he can move however he wants. And once I start saying, oh, no, that's not God or that doesn't look like God, mm. I immediately shut down whatever the Lord's doing in that moment because I've just put him in a box and then I put myself in a box. Totally. And this is a whole, I, I'm going to have another episode talking about specifically encounters with the Lord yeah. and the unusual manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But just a little snippet because this goes with outward totally. Mm-hmm. When we're ministering outwardly, um, I've been told by a lot of ministers that they're kind of offended by some things I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like they want me to minister with them, but not to include certain things. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to shut the Holy Spirit down from moving mm-hmm. because you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I, I don't, I don't put God in a box anywhere in my life because right. if I do I'm also ro- not ro- I'm not only robbing other people I'm robbing myself from right. experiencing God more. Yeah. Um I don't if God wants to take me out of my body and take me everywhere in the whole entire world through a dream or through a vision or through now or even right now I'm not going to tell him not to do it because that's what oh that's what new agers do they go into the spirit they do yeah. the whole astral projection. Right. Well sorry this was made for Christians. Just cuz the devil came and tried to uh, counterfeit something mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they coined going into the spirit yeah no I, I came to the realization that i would rather be more open than closed oh, so yeah. i would rather be more open and allow the holy spirit to correct me where i'm wrong than to be too closed and not allow him to move mm-hmm. because i i went through that um i'll just call it, it was you know a religious period in our walk where it was like we thought it was my way or the highway. It was my opinion was what God was doing. Yeah. And it's like, how prideful is that? While we're a year into our walk. Right. Yeah. You're, you're a year into your walk and you think that the only way God can move is what your opinion is. Yeah. The way that you view and perceive things. It's like, this is the God of all creation. He made you. He can move the way he wants. And so once yeah. you start opening yourself up and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, have your way, no matter what it looks like, I don't care. You know, I, I want everything that's of you, and I don't want what's not, you know? Yeah, that's, no, that's totally good, because I, I want to go into that little bit of te- my own testimony with manifestations of the Holy Spirit, because this is, outward right now is kind of like a wide range of things you're going to experience in the outward walk. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about being humble all throughout it, Yeah. but knowing that when you do minister, God can move anyway. Mm-hmm. That God can do whatever He wants. That it's not going to be the same formula every single time. Each time you talk to somebody, whether it's 
crazy evangelism or to your mom or to your yeah, friend. Yeah. It's going to be different, but it's going to be powerful and beautiful because you're sharing your relationship with them. Yeah. And that God will have you manifest that relationship and prove it mm-hmm. through power. Yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, before we yeah. move on to the next subject, I really wanted to. to well, this is, I, I have a testimony for oh, the for subject. The, okay. So. Okay. Well, I don't know. Real quick. <clears throat> maybe it goes into it. But, um, something that I've seen a lot too, is that if we have this idea that God is contained in the Bible too, that if we don't see it in the Bible that, Oh, that can't happen. And it's like, although that God's never going to do anything that will contradict his written word, he's never going to do anything to contradict it, but he will do things that you have not seen before. He says that I'm doing a new thing. That doesn't mean that he's, he's doing a new thing. It's a new thing to us Mm -hmm. to, for us to say that I've seen it all. I've seen everything that God can do. It's like you are then putting your yourself up on the same platform yeah. with him. Inward hasn't even happened yet. No, inward <laughs> no, inward hasn't even happened because you you are in a place of of See, that's the thing is that so many so many that believe that way it's this false humility. Mhm. Oh, uh, you know, I I I study the word and I know I know who God is and all these things and it's like that's beautiful and that's wonderful, but unless you study him you're not gonna actually know him mm-hmm. yeah like his word is is there for us and it's beautiful that we have it but unless you study him and you understand him you're gonna put him in a box and yeah and it, it's good to study him on the means to know him That's intimately yeah. yes not to not to try to figure him out right no not not that no. mind knowledge but <clears throat> that heart knowledge exactly um yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the nail on the head. I mean, my testimony I was going to give, I guess I can just give this in the, uh, in the encounters one. Mm-hmm. But just because we're talking about the outward subject, like, I, when Vanessa was saying that we used to go into this place of religion, and we totally were, like, I would see people at Bethel, mm-hmm. you know, see, like, uh, Heidi Baker go around, pray for someone, they fall and start to shake and manifest on the ground and, like, laugh. Yeah. Just full of joy. Yeah. And I'm like, that's demonic. God doesn't move that way. And I'm a year into my walk. Yeah. Never had experienced the power of the Holy Spirit before, ever. Right. And come two years later, I f- go to the ground getting electrocuted and I laugh hysterically for hours. Mm-hmm. There's times where I, ca- I call myself a Holy Spirit tweaker. Yeah. Because I'll think about praying. I'll think about speaking in tongues or I'll think about God or I'll start to engage in these things. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit comes and just hits me in waves of just like almost like electricity throughout my whole body. Yeah. But it's a t- but bliss is attached to it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and joy and fulfillment and everything. All these fruits are are just attached to these encounters. Yeah. So before I used to be so closed off about it. Yeah. But now the things I used to be closed off about, I'm actually witnessing in greater with my own encounters. Yeah. With God taking me like I know I shared a, um. About me going to uh, South Patagonia that one time mm-hmm. in the spirit. Mm-hmm. That uh, that kind of stuff to me was actually projection. Yeah. I didn't believe that God did that to anybody. I believe that you had to be a specific apostle or, or a prophet in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or something along those lines where God would, would take you and take you somewhere because you're in danger or he had a specific purpose. Right. Well, he did. And his purpose was for me to love him and know him more. Yeah. And that's where I can become my, the glory canon that God has shown me. Because it's through intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. I think what where did we hear this from? I think I heard this from your dad or something, but <laughs> I could be totally wrong. Shout out to Tony. Yeah, yeah, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. But we heard about um being a son, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say like like 
Kennedy, right? He was in the Oval Office, and all these people are waiting to meet the president going to the Oval Office. Yeah. And you see this little kid running around, you know, running through past the line, all this stuff, and then he goes into the room, and he's accepted in there. Well, it's because everyone else waiting is part of that religious system, mm-hmm. and the son that walked, or the little guy that ran in there was the president's son. Yeah. You know, so like, or the nephew or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, he had... You know, he had personal connection with the guy who was running the head show. Mm -hmm. And that's why he was able to run into the arms of him without having to wait in line, Mm -hmm. without having to do what all the other religious people are doing. You get carte blanche because you are attached to the father because that's who you you identify with is your father. He is your savior. Yeah, I think that was actually Tertia. That, was that Tersha? Yeah. Oh, dang. I don't know. Honestly, (laughs) Tersha, shout out. That's one of our pastors over at Limitless. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so Tersha, uh, that's yours then. Sorry, Tony. You don't get you don't you don't get the love this time. <laughs> um, but um, okay. So now after sharing that, I want to go into the most important part about outward. Mm-hmm. And these are the two commandments that Jesus left. Sorry again, Tersha. <laughs> Mark twelve thirty to thirty one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, these two, if you have these two down, mm-hmm. your fruit's going to look so beautiful. It's going to be abundant and the Lord's going to feast off of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is really interesting when you read it this way. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. He could have just said... Love your girl with all your with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. But he's not with all your, with all your, with all your. Mm-hmm. Every translation that I saw had some sort of separation between soul, strength, mind. It wasn't just like listen. This to me seems like with all, with all, like it's so deep and it's everything you have. It's so diligent and so uh every single thing. Yeah. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Your own strength mm-hmm. goes towards him. Mm-hmm. Your mind, that's filled with crap. Yeah. Your soul, that's filled with death. Yeah. That needs to get changed. You give everything to him. Mm-hmm. In the in the deepest of deeps, the most depthful you can get. That's another word. I don't know if that depthful is, another, <laughs> is a word. We're going through this every every episode. Maybe next episode we'll do the same. But you get the, the depth of your heart to him. As, yeah. as deep as you can go. Yeah. Everything you go. You can go outside. Mm-hmm. And you can't get away from the father because you see him in the birds, you yeah. see him in the trees, you yeah. see when the, when the when there's a breeze and you see the trees flapping in the wind, uh-huh. you know or the, the the leaves flapping in the wind. You're like, wow, creation is clapping at the majesty of God. Yeah, you know, you hear the birds chirping like you're they're singing praises to the King of Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you can like like y- your filter is God filter. Yeah, everything is God, yeah. even a machinery. I, sometimes I see a car, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, you gave people the knowledge to build this thing. Yeah. This, this phone that I have in my hand right now to look at the information I want to talk about. Yeah. The iPad that we're using to even do this podcast. Mm-hmm. These are many, many mega computers. Yeah. That have so much knowledge. Sure, we sure like yeah, you know, get the apple behind it. You know the tree. <laughs> you know yeah. knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. But still. There's so much knowledge, and I and I sure I I know that the demonic plays a big part in it, but the overall knowledge is was created by God. Yeah, there's and, and man and the devil corrupted it. Right, there's nothing that the, the devil has not created anything. God no. created everything. He just corrupts what God's created. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I can see God in every single thing, mm-hmm. and it's by almost by default now that that's all I see. Yeah. 
So that's like when relationship comes to that. And then now you go into the ministry field. You mm-hmm. go into the outward part. Into loving others. Into loving others. Yeah. And, you rep- and you reciprocate that love and that relationship you have with God mm-hmm. to your brother and sister. Yeah. Even if they're not your brother and sister. Right. Even if they're not your family in Christ. Because yeah. those are the ones who do the will of the Father, right? Mm-hmm. That's who your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are. Yeah. So it's it's really ministering. Like, like we called it earlier, it was... How to apply our relationship with God to the harvest field. Mm-hmm. It's knowing what people want when they need it. Because you're so in tune with the Father, He just tells you and you do. Just like when Jesus said, like last time we looked it up. You know, I was like, what I see the Father doing is what I do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, like He doesn't do anything without the Father, seeing the Father doing it first. Exactly. Yeah. Where was it? I have it right here. Um Whatever, I can't find it. <laughs> I was going to start singing the <laughs> oh, Jeopardy song. Very truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. Mm-hmm. That right there is called being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's being led by the Spirit, being in communion with the father during his outward. Yeah. Outwardness. Yeah. <laughs> outwardness. That sounds weird. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and, I know, and I know this was a big thing for me too because when I was out in the street, I would want to see people changed. Mm-hmm. But because, ooh, man, this hits me right now. But because my relationship with God was so juvenile, mm-hmm. it wasn't deep. It wasn't intimate yet. Yeah. I was getting to know who he was. It wasn't the very infancy of my relationship. Yeah. That's what I poured out to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I poured out the infancy of my relationship. Yeah. So was it a relationship? Did I pour that out? Yes. But I poured it out in such a, in such basis. Yeah. That it was, or such a basic mindset that it was like, it didn't have enough room to create such abundant fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, because now that I've had such a deep relationship with God, that relationship reverberates from my spirit. Right. And that's what comes out of the words that I speak. And that comes from the fruits that I produce. Yeah. Is the depth of what I've already experienced with the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why like a lot of times I won't even preach on something or teach on anything mm-hmm. that I haven't experienced myself. So here's what... uh I really go to is could you imagine if you had not let the the Lord if you had not humbled yourself and let the Lord work on your heart and change you and transform you into even who you are now could you imagine remaining in that infancy and that's what you pour out your whole life sounds like bondage of religion yeah so if we don't humble ourselves if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to move us from that formula, from that milk into solid food that we're only going to pour out what we learned in our infancy. Mm-hmm. So we're only going to pour out the fruits of our infancy. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to pour out what actually God wants to bring forth through us if we don't take the time to do the inward and the upward. Ooh, that's really good. That's super good. Um, I want to read this before we get off here because we're coming to the end because this whole walk with the Lord, um, it's about getting as deep as we can. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, signs, miracles and wonders, laying on of hands, baptisms, all that. It's, it's, it's needed. It's absolutely basic though. It's the very beginning of our walk. Mm -hmm. I think the things that aren't like that are actually just deeper revelations. Mm -hmm. It's deeper revelations and encounters. It's not so much. Okay, get the demon off you, get healed, witness the power of God, mm-hmm. get to know who he is, you finally see it. It's no, it's now it's 
God's going to touch you in a new way. Yeah. He's going to encounter you in a new way. You're going to receive a different manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Right. Well, what's witnessing the power of God? Do we have an idea of what that looks like? Or are we allowing him to just encounter us? Exactly. You know, so... Opening up our going, spirits to it. Right. Going from the, the, the basics, right? Yeah. Like healing the sick, casting out demons, and witnessing the power of God move in signs, miracles, and wonders. But going into, okay, what does that look like? Am I Am I just going based off of what I think or am I going based off of what God's doing? Sure. And this is, I want to leave it with this because this right here is very, very important. The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 6, 1 through 3, therefore leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ. Elementary. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to list five things. These are five characteristics of elementary teachings of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let us go into perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. One. Um, and, and a faith toward God, so the same thing. So repentance from dead works. The doctrine of baptisms. Mm-hmm. There's seven different baptisms. Mm-hmm. Laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. Those are five things that the writer of Hebrews 6 considers to be elementary principles of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Repentance from dead works. Right, repent. B- baptized. The doctrine of baptisms. Laying on of hands, receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38 is basic, right? Yeah. It's, you, that's the first thing you encounter when you meet the Lord. Yeah. But so many of us stay there in our walk. Right. It's time for us to move on. We know about the resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. We have Jesus, he was resurrected, right? He came back. He came to life from his death. He mm-hmm. defeated death. Mm-hmm. We have once, we, we don't see true death. We see one death from our flesh yeah. through our baptism. Mm-hmm. We have come resurrected because we have been given a new spirit. Mm-hmm. And then when Jesus comes back, we are given a new body, yeah. resurrection of the dead. Yes. And then the eternal judgment. Yeah. Right? We have the the, the first death and then the second death is, is the great white throne judgment. Mm-hmm. So you know those, and now it's time for you to move forward. Yeah. We, we, this, is the, this is key to ministry. This is key to outpouring the fruits and the experience of God, mm-hmm. right, through our lives. Yeah. If we stay in these doctrinal things, which I've seen countless people stay in, it's, it's not one thing to teach it. Right. It's one thing for yourself to stay in it. Well, to it's not it's one thing to teach it because everyone's going to need to know it. Yeah. It's another thing to say that there's nothing more than that. Exactly. And that and that's the thing. I've been told that going deeper in the Lord brings place for, uh, brings place for controversy mm-hmm. uh, and brings a spot for, you know, like confusion. Yeah. It's, it's the, you know, it's like. But like I said before, I would rather be more open to to things that God wants to speak to me than be closed off and miss out on what he wants to do. Sure, completely. So um, that was just like a little snippet of growing deeper in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Snippet, um, Which I, I know we'll probably go in deeper on all of this stuff um, that we covered just in Outward, um, which I'm really excited for because I know that God's going to bring some really awesome new revelation for us so that we can share that with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to everything that God's going to do, but I felt like the inward, upward and outward was such a good laying of the foundation of where we need to come from, that we repent and that we come to, to Christ and we know that we've done wrong against him, that we know that we need to be changed. Then we come into knowing who he actually is, the character of God and that Mm -hmm. he changes us from the inside out now. And then from there that we can go out and we can start producing fruit for him and bringing others into the kingdom for him. There it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with this one uh, scripture from Song of Solomon. Yeah. Um, it's the first chapter. It's when the Shulamite Bride is speaking. Um, I'm reading this in the TPT because this is, if you have the Passion Translation, 
please read Song of Solomon. That's going to show the Shulamite bride, which is us, and the um, and the, the Shepherd, Shepherd King, King with his with his Jesus, and mm -hmm. it's just going to break down such beauty and intimacy and just it changed, pure worship. It, when I read that, it changed the way that I I looked at myself and how I I saw how I actually saw how God sees me. And you see others too, yeah. because of the way that God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna read, leave it with this scripture, and I'm gonna leave it actually with a footnote that's attached to it because it's super, super powerful. Okay, let him smother me with kisses. This is the shoe my bride talking. Mm -hmm. Let him smother me with kisses. His spirit kiss divine. So kind are your caresses. I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing, over and over poured out. For your love, so for lovely is. Uh, for your lovely name is flowing oil. No wonder the breads to be adore you. Draw me into your heart. We will run together into the um, into the king's cloud-filled chamber. Mm -hmm. So beautiful, so powerful. But I want to read um, the footnote for I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Um, so this is awesome. This is inward, upward, and then outward. There is a word play in the Hebrew similar to a pun. The word for kisses and the word for take a drink of wine or take a drink mm -hmm. is nearly the same. The implication as seen by ancient expositors is that God's lovers will be drunk with love. The intoxic intoxicating kisses of his mouth. The Hebrew word for kiss is neshak, which can also mean to equip or to arm for mm -hmm. battle. Mm -hmm. We need the kisses. We need his kisses to become equipped warriors for him. Yeah. So that right there is outward, upward, and inward, reversed. <laughs> inward, upward, and then outward yeah. together and why we need them so much. Yeah, that we so. need his kisses to arm us so that we can be effective for battle. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we'll finish off with a prayer. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Resurrected Love. This has been a really awesome uh, multi-series. Next one is going to be... Um, I think we're going to talk about just being equipped mm -hmm. and knowing what our what our role is for ministry if you don't know application. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. Cool. Um, so God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, amen. So Lord, thank you so much for this whole multi-series. Lord, we give you the honor and glory for being able to share such revelation to people, Lord, to our brothers and sisters who want to grow in you. Lord, I pray that there are fire attached to these words that I spoke that Vanessa spoke, Lord, we thank you that you spoke through us, that you gave us what we needed to know. Um, Lord, I really want your love so much more in our lives, all of our lives, who are even the ones who are listening on this podcast. Lord, please, we pray for glory. We pray for, for experience. We pray for new encounters. We pray for opportunities to be able to share and to outpour mm -hmm. or to pour out to everyone else around us, Lord. Let us be walking revivals everywhere we go. Amen. And Lord, I pray for a revival in our hearts. I pray that we can become continually transformed into your image. Mm -hmm. And Lord, let us walk as if Christ was walking today. Let's Christ, let Christ walk through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a good one. Love you guys.